RadioInfluence.com. Mark Hancock, welcome to Live Bold and Boss Up podcast. Officially, we have you on your very own episode, and we're really excited to have you on and chat about what the hell is recruiting. Because, like, so many people get it twisted with what what does a staffing firm do? How does one engage, right? How does it work? I find myself explaining that to a lot of people. You know what question I get a lot is, is a staffing firm the same as a headhunter? Like, constantly. Yeah, and it's funny because I wonder, I've never... heard anybody define one versus the other. I go, well, I think that's me. I search out for people and find them. Is that, if you're defining that as a headhunter, then yeah, it's just an old school term that it's just translated into today. Mm -hmm. Kind of like when somebody says, oh, I'm a webmaster. It's like, webmaster? Like, that's that's on their job description. So yeah, some of these old terms that Keep moving on. Right. Maybe maybe the staffing for the staffing firms didn't like being called headhunters because they thought it was sound. It sounded sounds scary. very barbaric, yeah. right? Like we're not really hunting your head. Yeah. Right. We're not gonna we're decapitate you. Yeah, we're, you. We are kind of hunting for your brain, right? Yeah. Brain, your brain exactly. knowledge, your but. brains and your talent. Yes. <laughs> Great one. Yeah. Um, so, who should use a staffing agency? You know, that's a great question. I, I find that it's almost like when people decide to mow their grass or pay somebody to mow their grass. You know, you can do it yourself. You can go out and recruit on your own, or you can pay somebody to do the recruiting for you. It's, it really depends on the amount of time and effort you want to put into it. You know, are you hiring just one person and you're only going to hire one person or two people this whole year? Maybe maybe a staffing firm's not the right choice. Maybe if it depends on how important it is, how big of a deal it is. It's, there's so many different factors that go into it. But I find that it all comes down to your time, the time and energy you want to put into it. Mm-hmm. And what is your time and energy worth? What is the, or the person who's doing the hunting and the searching for you internally? What is their time and energy worth? And it all translates to money. And it's, you know, we all have one thing that's finite and that's our time. Mm-hmm. So I love that analogy. That's a, that's a great way of putting it in perspective. It's like, yeah, you can find your own people, but you can cut your own grass too. Right. But do you do that? No, I choose not to. Right, that was exactly. the best money I've ever spent. Exactly. <laughs> my, my kids were very happy that, they, that I hired right. somebody You're to like, mow the grass. Thank you, Dad. I don't have to mow the grass every weekend before I'm allowed to go out. Yep. Right. Well, so, yep. okay, maybe we should rewind a little bit and share how long you've been in the recruiting industry and in the staffing industry so that they kind of have a good idea of like why we're asking you this, right? You, right. You're heading up our Orlando office. Um, you've been in this for a long time where you've headed up more than just one office before, right? Right. Like you, you're, this is not your right. first rodeo. No, I've been in it for nine years, which when you break it down to how long a part of my life, you're like, oh, I'm older than you guys are, but it means I'm almost 20% of my life has been spent in recruiting. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's doing the math right now. How old is that guy? He did 20% <laughs> of my life. But yeah, so nine years, but it's uh, it's it's been fun. I've learned so much and grown so much and I've worked with some amazing people and it's 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 been it's been a good ride. 
I feel like staffing in at least, you know, from our world, we've been in technology for a very long time. Um, a lot of staff or a lot of, um, technology people are familiar with staffing right. firms because, you know, you have the contract model and you go through a staffing company and they're getting used to getting hundred calls a day. But now staffing is not just for tech people. It's for all industries, sales, accounting and finance, um, healthcare. There's so many other industries that now, I mean, they need staffers. Right. Right. And it's, it's interesting how with all the growth in the U S there's so many open positions across the board for everything for different reasons. So the staffing industry has boomed in the past few years right. because they're just a, there's not enough people to fill all the jobs. And so everybody needs help finding people. I mean, we work really, really hard to find candidates for companies and we, we do this every day, all day. And we have a hard time with it. So I know somebody who doesn't do it, that doesn't have the same tools that we do that it's hard for them as well. I mean, obviously people work within their own networks and they, they talk to people and they get out there and the friends and family and this and this. And a lot of times you may find somebody that way. And I would say, yeah, if you great. don't have to pay an agency, you don't, don't pay an agency. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, you know, we're here to help. And, you know, there's a lot of agencies out there. The, the interesting thing is some agencies get a bad rap mm-hmm. and some of them deserve it. Yeah. You know, there's, the thing with staffing is there's really a, not a barrier to entry. You know, it's not like you're a doctor or a lawyer where you have to pass the test to become that that in that industry to, to be certified. Yeah. You know, you can show up. Anybody listening to this podcast tomorrow can open up their laptop, open up their cell phone and say, I'm a recruiter. And they can go and start calling people and say, I'm a recruiter for somebody or they can it just there's no anybody right. can do it. But not everybody can do it well. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the thing I'll say for people out there who are going to use an agency is finding reputable agencies. You know, just like finding a reputable attorney, mm-hmm. finding a reputable doctor. There's some good ones out there and there's some bad ones out there and just finding a good one in the okay. meantime. Okay, that's a, good, that's a good point. Like what makes them reputable, right? If you can't go and get a degree or you can't take right. a test, what makes a staffing agency or a recruiter reputable? or good or worthwhile to really connect with? I'd say any, any service that you are going to hire, whether it be back to somebody that's going to take care of your lawn, if you're going to hire somebody to clean your house, if you're going to hire an electrician, if you're going to hire anybody, you're going to interview them. You're going to ask for referrals. You're going to try to go through your network to find out who's good, who have you had good experiences with. Um, you can go on and look online and just start calling people, but you just it's going to be kind of a grab bag, and sometimes it'll work out and sometimes not so much. But I would say interview the recruiting firm before you actually hire the recruiting firm. There's a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. Take your time to talk to different people right. and find out, you know, what is their what is their method for finding candidates? What do they do? You, you know, how long have they been in this market? You know, tell me about the team. How what's the What's the tenure of the recruiters on the team? Ooh, talking, really talking that through. What yeah. are your specialisms? You know, mm-hmm. do you have teams that are specialized doing these different things? Right. You know, so it's just making sure that they are experts in their field. You know, back mm-hmm. to it's like you can hire anybody to. I, I keep coming back to that mowing the grass thing, but yeah. it's just so true. It's like it you know anybody up the street can come walking down there with their lawnmower and mow your grass. You know, but then you see the guys come rolling in with the, the big old machines. They come through and they rip it through it in twenty minutes, and they're really good at what they do. Uh, so 
you know, it's just about finding the right person, the right team, and also the, the ones that culturally fit with you. Do they have the same values? I mean, good companies have, you know, value statements of what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, we have one. And right. it's like, so what are, what are their values? What do they, what is most important thing to them about recruiting? I actually had somebody yesterday, a prospective client asked me yesterday, we were talking for about 15, 20 minutes. She's asking us about our services, kind of just typical stuff. But then she says, what do you like about this? And I, nobody's ever asked me that in nine years. What do you like about this? The very first time I talked to them. And I thought it was like such a profound yeah. question because she was really getting one to understand. If I'm going to work with you, why do you like doing this business? Right. What'd you say? I, said, I mean, it's kind of the cliche thing, but it's the truth is that it was making that match when a client hires somebody and the candidate gets hired and they both say thank you months after not at the moment mm-hmm. but months later they go that was a great hire and that candidate goes that's a great place thank you mm-hmm. like to me that's the best part of this yeah. mm-hmm. no I agree I still have relationships with people you know nine years later that I met and talked to back in the beginning right. and it's all about building those relationships and trusting someone and helping be a part of their career growth yeah. which is cool mm-hmm. yeah I mean this is a grind. I mean, there's no two ways about it. This business is a grind, and you have to be cut out for agency life. But if you are, there there are rewards that come with it. And so you have to cherish those and, and forget about all the things that go sideways and people doing wackadoo things that blow your mind that you can't believe the person just did that right. or the customer just did that. And we all have a million stories like that. But those things is what we hold on to that keep you coming back. And you have to be, you know, like a cornerback in, in football. It's like you got to forget about if you just gave up the touchdown, you got to get back there and play again. It's like, yeah. so just forget about that stuff and, and, and focus on the good parts because right. there's a lot of really good stuff in this business. Because mm-hmm. it's, if you like people and you like helping companies, it's like, this is a great business. Yeah. I think too, kind of switching over to the candidate side, like mm-hmm. how a candidate would choose a recruiter. Most likely they're going to get called mm-hmm. by a recruiter um, about a particular job, but you have to develop a trusting relationship with them as well because they're representing you. Yeah. You're giving them your information and your resume and they're, the recruiter is like representing them on their behalf. Um, so you have to have, you know, on the candidate side too, someone that you really trust and maintain that relationship for a long time, I think yeah. is the best thing to do. Yeah. I can't imagine being a candidate right now in the market. And if the moment you click open to new opportunities, <laughs> right. it's like you, like it's like the floodgates of recruiters calling and messaging them. I mean, I talked to somebody yesterday and they, they I literally every day they said, I get 20 emails a day from recruiters oh reaching out to gosh. them. 20 recruiters a day. Which is crazy. I'm well, like, how do you pick one? How do you, well, first of all, how do you find a recruiter, and then how do you pick one? It, being in this market, when you're getting like 20 different emails a day from different recruiters, like, yeah. Well, what would you say? What was, what's the best way to like sift through all that? You know, it's funny because we talk about when we're reaching out to people, like sending good messages, sending something that that stands out that doesn't look like it's just spam. Right. You know, that's. I think there's there's a lot of tools out there that you can flood people's emails, just right. sending out hundreds of emails. You know, I would say the, the best messages are sent out are ones that the recruiters taking the time to look at your profile and say, Ashley, I saw your profile, such and such, such and such. 
I, that really was appealing because I have a job that meets this, this, and this. You know, like the things line up that they're talking to you mm-hmm. and not just, you know, hello, Ashley. And it's like, you know, it's almost like you can, you can hear the yeah, computer yeah, voice. Exactly. And, and it's just generic and not to you. Right. I, I think that's just a good place to start. Right. And then start start weeding through there and just seeing, you know, reading through what the job is, you right. know, and making sure that they've actually read and like if they sent you a job that lines up for you. Right. I was so. going to say that. Like, I was just talking to someone yesterday, I think, um, at the Tech Fest and just getting calls for jobs that like aren't even close to what you do. Like, did you even read my resume? Right. Like, are you paying attention? Right. So really getting to understand like what they do and asking the right questions and just being genuine about it. Yeah. 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 It's when you talk to a recruiter, it should not be transactional. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the way we look at it. We, we, we've all been trained and we've all come up in this business where this is about relationships. This is not about helping somebody find a job one time in their life and never talking to them again. Right. It's about helping them find, find a position and maybe they, maybe they get promoted or maybe one day they leave and go to another company and you know, they call you again, five, six years down the road. You just don't know. And it's just, but putting those people first in their career. I mean, what are the most stressful things that you do in your life? You know, buying a house, getting married, the big decisions, what college you decide to go to and changing jobs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and if, if recruiters are treating it like a transaction that they, then they're not looking out for some of the most stressful times in your life and most important things. Right. And people that keep that in mind are usually the better recruiters that, that, uh, that make those relationships that last. Right. And I think right now, just the way the market is, it's a great time to find a firm that you really like and connect mm-hmm. with and click with. And because high or looking for a job can be very daunting, mm-hmm. um, and just applying. At least if you if you have a good firm that you love, then at least they can represent you and put your resume in front of the right person. Right, right. Taking the time when when you're talking to a recruiter just as a candidate, making sure that you. Spend the time because sometimes people think it's just going to be a five minute phone call. They know our recruiters are talking to you for 30, 40 minutes, 45 minutes sometimes, really digging in because they want to understand you and what you're really looking for. And they should be asking you a series of questions to make you think about things that maybe you didn't even realize you should be thinking about. Right. Right. Because they're ultimately going to be doing the work for you, they're going to be doing the whole searching all of our jobs for you and picking out the best ones and then presenting them to you. So it's almost like Mm -hmm. it's a service. Right. It's not transactional. Right. The nice thing is that the candidates, they don't have to pay us. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's an important one. (laughs) Right. How do we just get to that part? Right. Right. It doesn't come from the candidates. Yeah. It's free. I know. Sometimes we're like, okay, what's the catch? I know. I get that a lot. It's like, no, we, we're helping you find a job Mm -hmm. in the companies. They like pay us to come find you. You don't owe us anything. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, it's a fun business to be in. Like I said before, it's like, but you have to have that passion and, the ability to connect with people. And it's like, and if you treat it like a transaction, it's never, never right. going to work out. But right. it's, you know, I'd say for the candidates, taking the time to understand the recruiters asking you these questions because they want to know, because they want to help you. Mm-hmm. And a good recruiter is going to tell you, hey, you know what that other job that you're interviewing for? That's better than the job that I've got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being honest about it. It's like, because we've all done it. We've all told somebody, it's like, you know what? That other job sounds better than the one that I've got for you. Mm-hmm. My advice to you is go take that one. Right. They, 
a good recruiter will not put their needs before the candidates. Yeah, needs. right. That's a great point. Yeah. Wait. So, how did you? Random question. How did you get into recruiting? You just stumble along and you walked right into it. No, it's. Um, I actually, feel like we all kind of like. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's. You know. A hundred years ago, when I was in college, nobody was ever thinking like I'm going to college to no. be a recruiter. Right. We all just kind of find our way here. But I was in sales for a while, and then knowing Dan, um, and I didn't even wasn't even sure what Dan did. I just knew Dan had a business of some sort that did something with technology. That and I made had, money in like, some I sort no of idea, way. I no <laughs> but I knew he had salespeople. I'm like, okay, what does this mean? And so we talked about it, and um, the more I learned about, the more excited I got, and interviewed for the job, got the job, and I was in pharmaceuticals for 13 years. That's cool. I used to want to get into pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. That was always like the sexy sales job. Right? Yeah. 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 Now, now it seems like there's a lot of people in college coming out going, I want to be a recruiter now. Like, <laughs> so, so random. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. It well, is funny. I feel like that was so informative and like brought a lot of good information on what recruiting is good. and how to find one or how to find a good one. Right. I should say. Yeah. 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 We might have to do another podcast one time of all the crazy Oh, we have to. I mean, let's share one right now. Yeah. Do you have one in mind? I, I can't. Well, I, it's actually one that comes to the top of mind, like the funny things that candidates do is uh, Will and I had a candidate one year, and I say one year because this candidate was supposed to interview for a job and then didn't, I mean, didn't, didn't show up for the interview. And... We called him and called him all day, and then he calls us later on that day. He's like, I'm so sorry. I had to rush my son to the doctor, to the hospital. He broke his arm. I'm like, oh, no problem at all. No, no, no. And I don't, I don't recall if he had ended up interviewing again after that, but I remember he saying he broke his arm. He couldn't interview. I think they just moved on with other cancer. This is right. for a contract role, and they're in a big hurry. Right, right, right. And so they end up moving on. Well, a few years later, um, another recruiter was working with this candidate and I'd forgotten because it's just, you know, it's just one of a blip in time from years before. And then this person was supposed to interview and he missed the interview and he said, I had to take my son to the hospital. He broke his arm. I'm like, and then we went back and looked through our system and found (laughs) that was the same guy who said the same story about his kid breaking his arm two different times. I'm like, come on, guys, come up with a different excuse. Your poor broken armed kid, you know, just happened to break his arm on the days of interviews for us. That's real. Obviously, I feel like that's fake. First of all, you better not have a son. No, he's 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 damning that kid to break uh, all of his right? bones. That's yeah. horrible. But just just goofy stories like that. I mean, but it is amazing. Just be honest. Like right. that's number one. Like candidates listening, if you're using a recruiter and you yeah. don't want to interview anymore, just, just tell us. Yeah. yeah, we will help you. Yeah, we will help you get out of it. It's easy. Yeah, no right. problem. Remember yourself. Yeah. I had a candidate not that long ago who was on their way to the interview, didn't show up, and then sent me a picture of like a, a smashed up car and said he had gotten in a car accident on the way to the interview. Well, I had found out how to like look at the date the photo was taken and it was like months ago. <laughs> like it wasn't even that same day. And I'm like, why would you, why didn't you just tell me? Yeah. Like, yeah. Instead of making yeah. up some elaborate yeah. story. and Yeah, so candidates crazy. out there, it's okay to cancel the interview. <laughs> Just tell us that you don't want to interview. Yeah, don't lie, because yeah. then we're really not going to yeah. go to bat for you. Like, when it's yeah. time 
or you get it to get an offer and you're like, oh, I really need this amount, but they're offering a lower yeah. amount. We're not going to go to bat for you. <laughs> if you're not a sincere, honest person, right? Well, and a trusting relationship goes both ways. Right. Right. And that also means a lot of candidates have been burned by bad recruiters who true. ghost okay. them and don't talk to them. And so that goes back to building that relationship with people and then knowing that, hey, we're not going to ghost you. We're going to let you know what's going on. Right. You know, we're here. You know, you'll have our phone numbers. You can text us. You can always ask us what's right. going on. It's not going to be ghost central. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Good point. You know, we'll have to make a list of goofy yes. stories. I, I, started, I started a, a, a book a few years ago, like just writing things you down. Started oh, I started a book. I, of I started it? writing little notes down, like little notes. I love it. But I've got to go dig that thing out. But I'm sure everybody can add to it. Oh, yes. oh that's so good. That's so great. I'm sure we'll get all the candidates and all the clients right now. We'll all start putting things on the messages on the on the podcast <laughs> yes. of all the things that recruiters have done crazy. And I'm like, and we'll believe that they're all true. That would be great to <laughs> see. Yeah, message us. Yeah. Let us know any funny stories. Yeah. That would be fun to put together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you, Mark. Thank you that for was having fun. me. It was so great having it, you. It was fun being on this side of the microphone and right? I was always listening to my car. <laughs> you know, I love it. Until next time, live bold and boss up. This is a forking around town with Tracy Guida quick fix on Radio Influence. Do you find yourself going through other people's posts as a way of dealing with like anxiety? Um, sometimes, um, especially when I lost my account, because there were brands that I had been working with prior and, you know, I tried to reach out to as many people as possible to say, Hey, I'm still here. I, you know, I started over, but yeah, I would. I mean, I would look at that and think, oh, well, I didn't get invited to that. And then I start to think, is it because I'm so much older? Cause that's another thing. I, I never like, this is hard for me to say, but I am 47 years old. And that's something that that's a lot for me to say. And I struggle with that too, because a lot of these influencers are in their twenties and I I'll go to an event and I'm thinking, Oh my God, I could be their mother. <laughs> and it's hard to accept sometimes. It really is. It really is. So yeah, but yeah, I do. Yeah, But, but I would rather go to you about a restaurant or about food than I would go to them. They're using their looks mainly for the followers and for the attention. You actually have the knowledge. You know what places are good. Mm-hmm. You know what food tastes good. So that's what you need to hold on to and just use that and grow. And don't worry about the 20-year-olds that are posting the bikini pics that are <laughs> selling products. They'll realize sooner or later that shit don't last and it's not healthy mentally. You know, I, I root for you all day and so I root for the 20-year-old influencer. I, influencers, is, they're all fake, honestly, half of them. You know, they, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they don't. Uh, the most... you're, you've always been authentic since day one, and that's why I've always just been your friend, you know. Just that authenticity goes so much farther. Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.